Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So great to have you here. I'm Michael, and today we're talking all about finding time. How the heck do we find more time in our lives to study, to rest, to have fun, to see friends? We're so busy, right? Every minute of the day is filled with something, it seems, and it's so hard to find time. So today I'm reacting to a post, I found, well, a few posts I found online, and I'm also going to share some ideas about this idea of time. Right, so I've got one post from lifehack.org and a couple of Reddit posts as well, which I think will be interesting. But the reason I chose this topic is because having a lack of time, which means not enough time, is one of the top reasons I hear from students who say they can't learn English. I just don't have enough time. And some of them have really good reasons. Honestly, I've got one student who, well, maybe he's actually a, a bad example because he works 12 hours a day. He works all the time and he's very, very busy and he still makes time for English lessons with me and on his own. So that's really amazing. But I've got other students that I know of who have similar situations where they are working two jobs, they've got a baby, a family, all these different things, and there's simply no time to learn. And it's quite understandable that they might say that. Conversely, I also know of a few people who say, I just don't have the time. And then they will watch like five hours on Netflix or something like that. So that's a little bit different, isn't it? That could seem a bit more like a fake excuse, right? Which we have to be honest with ourselves then. But you know, whether you want to make more time for yourself and relax, or you want to make more time for English, whatever it is, I think we all want more time in our lives, don't we? And I truly believe that anyone or almost anyone can make a little time in their lives to learn English. I think everyone can find five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, right? I think everyone can do that, no matter how busy you are. I think it's often not a matter of finding time. There's different things that come into play. There's different things that are factors, that means. I think the biggest one is making this distinction between not having enough time and something not being a priority. People often get these confused, but I think they're very, very different. So I think it's rare to not have enough time for something. If you really love something or it's very important to you, you will make time for it. One great example is having a baby. Of course, a baby is going to be the most important thing in your life. No one says, I just don't have the time to look after my baby. I need to study my English. There's no time for my baby. No one says that, right? And the reason is because the baby is the priority. It's difficult for sure. Like People spend a lot of time, sleepless nights, looking after their baby, but they get it done, right? And I think very often when people say, I don't have time to study English, or I don't have time to blank, 
what they're really saying is, I don't want to make this a priority. I have more important things to do in life, or I have more fun things to do in life. And if that is the case, I think that's totally fine. The only thing I think is important is that you be honest with yourself. I kind of came to this realization this year where I was trying my best to do my work and my hobbies and exercise and study languages, and it was really too much. And rather than feeling bad and saying, I don't have the time to study Japanese every day, I got to the point where I said, It's not really my priority. I would rather be healthy and happy than speak another language. That's what it comes down to, right? Not the same for everyone, but for me, health is more important than knowing another language. But that doesn't mean that I gave up on my Japanese. It doesn't mean I gave up and just said, oh, well, it's not my priority. For some people, it might mean giving up. If you really think it's not for you, Really consider why that thing is in your life. I think that's important. But one thing that I think you will be amazed at is how much time you waste doing little things in the day. And I recommend everyone do this at some point, which is somehow, whether this is with an app or on paper, record what you do in one day. Everything. So every minute of the day, try to like write down what you do. And I used to do this with an app called, what was it called? Life Cycle, which recorded my day. You could even use like a screen time app on your computer or phone and just see it's surprising. Oh, I spent one hour on Instagram. Oh, I spent 20 minutes on YouTube. What was I doing? Oh, I was just looking for a video. Wow. And you realize how much time you're wasting. And it's amazing how much it adds up in just one day. And then think, okay, if I deleted Instagram, if I deleted this other thing, I would have all this extra time to do this. So you can often find time or you can make time in your day if something is a priority. Another thing you could do is just be more efficient at what you do. It's not always about making time for more things. Sometimes you're doing something in an inefficient way, which really just means you're not doing it. In the most effective way to save time. Let's say, for example, you do lots of cooking and you leave your pots and pans next to the sink to wash up in the evening. The downside of this is all of the food from your cooking is now stuck to your pans. So it's going to take so much scrubbing and cleaning to get that off and get that clean. But you can do a simple thing like soaking your pans, put some water in it. And when you come to clean it later, it will be much faster as a cleaning tip for you. <laughs> Another example is for some people, you might spend a lot of time reading in the evening, but you also want to do some exercise. And both of these take time. You could consider combining them into one. Do some exercise while you listen to an audiobook. You're Still doing the same thing, but you're saving time. You're getting double your time back, hopefully. They're just two ideas from me. Let me know your ideas, though. I love time saving ideas and hacks. So leave yours in the comment on this episode, levelupenglish.school/slash podcast193. And let me know. I would love to learn from you as well. So, a common expression in English is 
everyone has the same 24 hours. So we all have that same amount of time in a day. No one has more time than that. But having said that, let's now look at some ideas on how you can add more hours to your day. So this one is from Lifehack website. So as I said, one common thing that this website is talking about is removing big chunks out of your day. So things that take up a lot of time, like television, games, apps on your phone, that kind of stuff. They also mention email. This is a good one that I try my best to do as well, which is maybe just check your email once or twice a day. Don't keep your emails open all day because that will end up taking more time. It's like, oh, one minute here, one minute there. It's not much. But at the end of the day, that will eat into your time quite a lot, That which means it will take up your time. We've got more examples like chores, so cleaning and cooking and that kind of stuff. Uh, there's ways that you can cut down on that. Even if it's hiring a maid, if you have the finances, you can keep things tidy as you go, they said here. So rather than leaving everything in a mess, cleaning at the end of the day, clean as you go. It'll be much easier than doing a big clean once a day. The other tip they mention here, which is especially useful for learning English, is to reclaim your gap time. Gap time is stuff in between other activities, and often it's shorter periods of time. But this is like, for example, always have a book or a podcast with you. So when you're commuting to work, traveling to work, when you're doing thing, you're waiting somewhere, you can be reading or listening or something like that. All this little time in the day, in just the same way that one minute of emails every now and then can be 30 minutes at the end of the day, the same can work for productive things like language learning. One minute podcast here, one minute here. At the end of the day, you've listened to 30 minutes of a podcast. It really can add up if you take it seriously like that. You know, I myself, I listen to many hours of podcast episodes every day, probably like three, four, five hours a day. I listen to a lot. The way that I can do that is using my gap time when I want to go brush my teeth or when I'm you know, going out to post a letter at the post office or what, all these little things, doing some cooking or cleaning. I've got podcast in and five minutes every now and then adds up and helps me get to the end of my episode by the end of the day. Ah, so they've got some other good tips here. Like one in terms of email is have an autoresponder. If you have common messages that you get all the time, you can have automatic things that reply automatically. One thing that I use is for my work, I get the same emails every day, all the time. So I have shortcuts on my keyboard where I type two letters or a couple letters and it will automatically type a whole paragraph in response. So that avoids me having to write the same thing again and again and again. So in your life, whether it's for personal messages with your friends or family or work, think about what things you're writing all the time, especially longer paragraphs. And you can probably set up some shortcuts. Very easy to do on Apple devices, probably also fairly easy on other devices. I'm just not so familiar. Another thing they've got here is, I guess it's about planning, really. They talk about planning your workouts in advance. 
So when you come to do some exercises, rather than spending all your time looking at different, like, what should I do, this one or this one? You know exactly what you're going to do in advance. But of course, this works for anything. So anything that you're going to do, plan in advance. It really will save so much time. One thing that I do is I plan my day the evening of the previous day. So I know what I'm doing today. I know the podcast topic I'm recording. I know what to do with this episode because I planned it last night. So I can wake up and work. I don't have to go, hmm, what should I talk about today? I don't have to think about that. So going over now to the Reddit post, there is a great subreddit called Productivity, which is always fun, I think, being productive. And someone is asking here, how do you make time for yourself if you work nine to five? If you're working full time, how do you make time? Because you, you wake up early, you're getting ready, you come home, you're tired, you sleep. Is there any time in there? So the first person to reply here says, you don't have a time problem, you have a mindset problem. It doesn't matter what job you have, it doesn't matter how many hours you work, you always have to work a certain number of hours to pay your bills and afford your lifestyle. They also talk about here how you make excuses, right? So if you work 12 hours every day, then you come home and you, you're tired, you have a sleep. If you work five hours every day, you'll still be making excuses. You'll say, oh, I need a day off today to relax. I had a difficult day yesterday. Maybe I'll have a lie-in today. I'll sleep until 10 a.m. because I was quite tired yesterday. So we make these excuses for ourselves um, when we don't have these routines in place, right? If you have that routine where you wake up at the same time every day, even on the weekend, then you can avoid this problem. Difficult, but I recommend it. Here are some practical tips that this person mentions. One of them is meal prepping. I quite enjoy this. I do it occasionally which is maybe on the weekend, you will cook for the entire week or you'll cook for a few days. So you'll make a big batch of recipes and things. Try to make it fairly simple. And these are things that you can put in the fridge or the freezer and they can later be reheated, preferably on the microwave. Something very easy and simple, but also healthy. It saves a lot of time cooking in the day. I now do this for my lunches, basically, because I used to do a lot of cooking at lunchtime that would just take an hour every day and it would break up my work. And while it is good to have a break, I felt like it was a bit of a waste of time. So now what I tend to do, usually I either make something very simple or I meal prep in advance. So I've got my food ready and if I know I've got a very busy day, all I have to do is reheat my food and it's ready. And I know it's healthy and it's nice because I made it myself a couple of days before. That's something you could consider. They also say, look at where you waste time. This is kind of what I was saying before. So even if you work from eight in the morning to five o'clock or six o'clock in the evening, count the hours you have where you're not sleeping, right? So maybe you might have two hours in the morning where you're not sleeping if you get home at six, maybe you go to bed at, let's say, 11. You've got a few hours in the evening there. So obviously you want to make some time for yourself. You don't want to burn out. But break those hours down 
and look at what you're doing in each moment, in each like 15 minute chunk. And you can say, this is for getting ready. This is for, you know, relaxing, all that kind of stuff. And some areas you might be able to make quicker, but you also might realize, do I really need two hours watching TV? Is that necessary for me? Or whatever it is for you. A sneaky one they mention is to prioritize your downtime at work. So this really depends on what kind of work environment you have. But this could be, they said, listening to a podcast or an audio book on their lunch break at work, or maybe they're able to listen while they're working. I think even though we have long jobs, many of us have little bits of downtime in our work where we can do some sneaky things for our personal lives. But do not tell your boss I said that. Another person here says they also work eight to five, but waking up at 7am is way too late. And I tend to agree, you know, perhaps it's different if your brain really doesn't work in the mornings, but I think, you know, of course, everyone is really tired in the morning, but I think if you wake up at least a couple hours before you have to leave for work, that's a really great time to get your brain warmed up and doing certain things. So I always wake up two hours before I have to start my work. And that gives me time to have some breakfast. I can do some language study, even have a language lesson. I've got time for that kind of stuff there. So for most people, well, maybe for many people, it's easier to be productive in the morning rather than the evening. We often have this association with evening and relaxing. And then morning is much harder. Like you don't really wake up in the morning and watch TV or play video games. Most people wouldn't do that. So it's much easier to do focused work in the morning. So consider waking up a little bit earlier. That could be a good tip for some people anyway. Oh, this one's very interesting. So this person says, if I go home immediately after work and eat dinner, then I am done for the day, which means after dinner at home, I cannot do anything else. So before you go home, do your productive thing go for a walk or go for a run, go to the library, something like that. Go to a cafe and do some work, right? That's a really good point because once I've had dinner, I go into relax mode in the evening. So if you can do something outside before you go home, that might be a good way to make some time for you there. Someone here is also talking about sleep. So time isn't everything. Sleeping from 1am to 8am is giving you seven hours of sleep. But according to this person, it's different from sleeping, you know, 10pm to 5am, right? So when you get into that more natural rhythm where you're sleeping in the dark and waking up in sunlight, I suppose your body is getting a deeper sleep and you're able to sleep more deeply and feel more rested upon waking. So it's not all about time in bed, it's about how efficient your sleep is. That could be interesting. I think the last tip I'll mention here is someone just says, make a routine for yourself. People often get scared of this word routine, but this is honestly the best thing that I would say that I've done for myself. When I was traveling in the past few weeks, I didn't really have my routine. I had no time. I would do like one hour of work a day and like, where did the time go? What happened? And it was very difficult to find time for myself. And now I have this routine, 
I have language study at this time, exercise at this time. I've got time allotted where I can relax. This is my relaxed time. Routine doesn't always mean work, work, work. But because I have that routine, it just means I can study and do my stuff much more efficiently. I have gone maybe a little bit extreme with mine, where I've even put times next to my tasks or recommended times. So, for example, at the moment, I've got 10 past six meditation time, 20 past six study my flashcards for my languages, half past six do some reading or listening practice. So one day I timed myself and I realised how long these things take. I know it takes about 10 minutes for me to study my vocabulary in the morning. If it takes longer than 10 minutes, probably that's because I'm getting distracted, I'm wasting time. So if I have these limits, I can get it done even 30 minutes sooner than if I didn't. It's really interesting. So I think I'll leave it there for today. I think you can tell I get quite passionate about this topic. I love this topic of productivity and time and making priorities in your life. I really enjoy this topic. So I hope my speaking speed wasn't too fast. I hope you could follow me. But this is kind of natural, right? When someone gets excited in a topic, they talk faster. If that was the case, consider this a challenge for your listening today. But anyway, thank you for listening until now. Let's just look at one quick review from Raghad in Saudi Arabia who says, Hi, I really like your podcasts. It helps me to develop my English and expand my thinking about other cultures. The thing I like most about your podcast is that you talk slowly and you have accurate pronunciation of words and phrases. Thanks a lot. Okay, it's kind of funny that they said they like how slowly I talk, even though I just mentioned how fast I was. But I'm glad you like it. Thank you very much, Raghad, for that review on Apple Podcasts. Let's finish with a really happy, nice quote today, which is, always find time for things that make you feel happy to be alive. What a nice quote. So when it comes to being productive, finding time, what makes you happy to be alive? That's the main thing, right? That's what it comes down to. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, everyone. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.